I have found a new love in reading graphic novels this year. I devoured so many in 2023. Come find out which 10 are my top favorites of the year. Hey, story lovers, it's time to unwind, relax, and get comfy cozy. You're listening to the Bookmarks and Blankets podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Matsudaira. Each week, I discuss my favorite forms of art, which are books, movies, and TV series. I also love talking about cozy living, cozy hobbies, and self-care tips. If you like reviews, recommendations, discussions, and a whole lot more, then you're in the right place. Join me with your favorite blanket, beverage, and snack, and let's get cozy together. Welcome or welcome back, my book friends. I hope everybody is doing well. If you are new, welcome. My name is Kelly. I'm so glad that you all are here. We have come to the end of the year. I can't believe 2023 is almost over. I hope everyone had a wonderful holiday season and an even better year. I can't believe that we've gone through another 12 months. I have been watching a lot of booktubers post their end of the year videos lately in which they talk about their best books and their worst books that they read in 2023. I will also be posting four episodes in this end of the year theme. So in this episode, I'm going to quickly mention my favorite graphic novels that I read, and then I'm going to post another episode where it's my top 10 worst books, then one will be my top 10 best books, and then finally, I'll be doing the end of the year book tag, where I will break down all my reading stats and answer a bunch of bookish reading questions. So be on the lookout for those episodes coming very soon. As for this episode, I wanted to highlight all of the graphic novels that I read this year because I read a total of 36. So before I hop into my list, for those who are new to listening to me, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a backstory about how I came to love graphic novels. So I just learned about graphic novels this year when I joined the online book community. I always thought that they were childish or juvenile or they're kind of along the lines of comic books, so I never really had any interest in them. But then I saw a couple of book reviewers that I follow on YouTube talk about some of the graphic novels that they were reading, and then they would also flip through the book and show the illustrations, which were absolutely gorgeous. So my interest was piqued, but I still wasn't sure if I truly wanted to get into reading graphic novels because I couldn't understand how a book with mostly pictures in it could be any good that were not children's picture books. I just couldn't understand how adults could pick up these graphic novels and really get into the stories. Well, let me tell you, I was proven really, really wrong when I decided to try one. I was blown away and I have not looked back since then. So I picked up my first graphic novel in June and I have been reading them every month since then. I always make sure now that I pick up at least one graphic novel each month because I just love looking at the illustrations. There are so many amazing illustrators out there as well as authors. Some of these stories are amazing. I can see the appeal now. I can understand how you can get into these stories. They are full of depth and emotion. And just because there's illustrations and artwork that go along with it doesn't make it any less of a book than your standard novel. 
Plus, they are really quick and easy to get through. So if you're trying to increase your reading count during the year, some of these are great to pick up because you can fly through them. Some of them I've read in 5-10 minutes. Some of them take a little bit longer, around 15 or 20. And then I did read a couple that were super long that maybe took me 45 minutes to an hour. But they're definitely one-day reads. So that's my short backstory about graphic novels. They were quite the surprise my reading journey this year. I never, ever would have guessed how much I would fall in love with this book format. I think it helps that I'm a really visual person. So I just love taking my time and admiring all the artwork and looking at all the pictures as I'm going through the story. I definitely have my favorite styles of artwork that I enjoy more than others. And I definitely have my favorite stories that I love. So let's talk about that. But before we get into the list, let's just go over the logistics really quick. As I do with every episode, I have a companion blog on my website at bookmarksthelettern.blankets.com. You can go over there and you can see the full list of the graphic novels and get more information. If you want to see what I'm reading in real time, you can follow me on Goodreads. And if you want to follow me on the socials, I'm on Instagram and X or Twitter. And all links for everything are always down in the description. All right, let's hop into it. Here are my top favorite 10 graphic novels of 2023. So before I reveal my list, just know that I'm not going to go into super detail about these graphic novels because I've already talked about them at length in previous wrap-up episodes. So I will have links on the website to all of the wrap-up episodes where you can listen or read the full review that I spoke about earlier in the year. So I'm just going to briefly mention these in this episode. So coming in at number 10 is Unfamiliar, book one by Haley Newsom. So I picked this up in October for spooky season Halloween. I absolutely adored the illustrations in this novel. They were honestly the best thing about this book for me. I love how fun and whimsical the artwork was in this graphic novel and the soft pastel colors that it had. I feel like it was really, really unique. I absolutely adored it. I thought it was adorable and it was so much fun to look at. That was the best part for me. But I also enjoyed the story. It's about four young witches and mystical creatures. They were really cute. I also loved the friendship dynamics and this found family element that it had. It felt very warm and cozy while I was reading it. However, it does end on a cliffhanger, and I did read the sequel, which I didn't think was quite as good as the first book, but the overall duology was really good. There are a few queer characters, which felt a little bit forced, but it was still a really sweet story, and I still would recommend this book. Coming in at number nine is Fangs by Sarah Anderson. Again, this was another book I picked up in October. A lot of these were during my October read because I read, I think, 12 or 13 graphic novels that month. It was my biggest month that I read graphic novels in because there were just so many that fit my Halloween spooky theme. But this was a super quick graphic novel that I read in literally 10 minutes. The illustrations were like a gothic style. It was pretty. It's not my favorite artwork, but it looked really nice. But what I really loved about this book is this is about a relationship between a vampire and a werewolf. 
And it puts them in today's modern society, even though they dealt with supernatural things that normal people wouldn't have to deal with, they acted like a normal couple and they had their highs and their lows and everything in between. There was a lot that they were dealing with, but they loved each other and they wanted to make it work. It was also really funny at times and I found myself laughing out loud throughout the whole thing. It was just so relatable on a relationship couple level. I just really had a great time reading it. It's perfect for a fun, lighthearted, funny read during Halloween and the spooky season, but you could also read it any time of year. And I could also see myself picking this up every October because it is so short and it is so heartwarming and it really touched me. Coming in at number eight is Enola Holmes, The Duology by Serena Blasco. Now, this duology will always hold a special place in my heart because these two graphic novels were my very first ones that I picked up. So I picked these up in June because my reading theme was mystery and thriller, and these are all about mystery cases. So I loved going on this adventure with Enola Holmes. The illustrations are gorgeous. The colors were just very bright and vibrant. I loved the watercolor artwork to it. I really took my time going through this because it was just stunning. Even though there were some modern elements to it that I didn't care for and it took me out of the story a little bit, I still had a really, really good time solving these cases with Enola. All of the stories are entertaining. There's three cases that she solves in each book. So there was a total, if you read the duology, of six cases that you solve with her. And it was just so much fun. It really kept my attention. It's historical fiction as well. So I love the Victorian settings and all of the details, especially when she disguised herself in various costumes and outfits. It was just a lot of fun. And I'm one of those girls that I love the way these graphic novels smell. They all don't smell the same way, but this duology... I was sniffing the pages the entire time I was reading it, and that may sound really weird, but there's just something about it that I just really, really loved. All right, so those first three graphic novels, I rated all of those four stars. So from here on out, all of these graphic novels, I rated five stars. So coming in at number seven is Let's Make Ramen by Hugh Amano and Sarah Beckin. This graphic novel was a mix between a cookbook, a graphic novel, and a fun history book. If you love Japanese ramen, then you will love this book. I learned quite a bit from the historical section, and then I really enjoyed the whimsiness of the information through the illustrations, and the colors were really stunning and they popped off the page. It was very appealing to look at. Then there was so much information about ramen and how to make it. It showed you all the appliances that you would need and the utensils, and it gave you step-by-step -step instructions. It talked about the ingredients that you would need. And then, of course, it took you step-by-step -step through the process of making ramen. There are multiple recipes that are included with this book. It is jam-packed with so much information about ramen it almost felt overwhelming at times, but really was like in the best way possible. So if you love ramen, if you are a ramen lover, this is a dream book for you. So highly recommend this cookbook. Coming in at number six is The Aquanaut by Dan Santat. 
This was a quirky, silly, but wholesome, heartfelt story that focused on family, grief, and loss. There was a little girl that lost her dad at sea, and so now she is staying with her uncle, who was his brother, and he runs this aquarium sea life company. The whole thing involves underwater and sea creatures and the ocean and aquatic life and anything with those buzzwords for me, I'm instantly going to be interested because I love any stories about underwater and all the creatures and everything. It was pretty funny at times. It felt a bit goofy at other times, but overall it was very entertaining and it was so much fun. The illustrations are beautiful. It almost felt like a Pixar movie. I just love the little sea creatures and their unique personalities. Surprisingly, there were some very emotional and sentimental moments, which was a really nice touch. I also appreciated how this novel promoted sea life conservation in a fun way without being preachy. So if you like anything aquatic and sea creatures and underwater ocean stuff, then I highly recommend this book. Coming in at number five is Alcato and the Turnip Child by Isaac Linkiewicz. This was another one that I picked up during Halloween spooky season. It's really, really short. It almost looked like a picture book, but it said that it was a graphic novel. But this was so cute and whimsical for this little graphic novel. It was perfect during spooky season and it definitely gave all the Halloween vibes. It's very seasonal. I loved the main witch, Alcato. She was sassy and hilarious. I laughed out loud so many times while reading this. It probably took me five, 10 minutes to get through it. It's that short. But the story was so entertaining and it kept my attention the whole time. It was extremely magical and enchanting. I also loved how the book had a few double pages where you opened it up and it almost looked like a board game. And then in some other pages, it almost felt like a seek and find book. Like you remember those old highlight books where you search for certain things? It almost felt like that because there were so many adorable, cute creatures, little elves and trolls and little things that were hiding in these small spaces and then hidden in these tight corners. So you could pick out different creatures throughout the page. So it was just so much fun to read. I actually had a really, really good time with this. I think kids would absolutely love this book. All right, coming in at number four is Ghosts by Raina Telgemeier. This was such an adorable look at death, loss, grief, and acceptance. The illustrations are beautiful. The colors were bright and vibrant. It was a really quick and easy read. I read this on my library app, but I do want to actually buy a physical copy now and add it to my collection it's a story about two sisters where the younger one is sick and so they're just dealing with her illness and just kind of what's inevitably going to happen with her. I love looking at their dynamic relationship. They're very loving of each other. They support each other and they just want the best for each other. I also enjoyed that there's some Mexican culture sprinkled in throughout the book. It has a main focus around the holiday of Dia de los Muertes, which is Day of the Dead. So I really enjoyed how that played a role in the book. And the whole thing was just very emotional, but it was very heartfelt and moving. And I just really, really enjoyed it. All right, coming in at number three is Cody by Jared Cullum. 
So this graphic novel is an unexpected five star because this snuck in at the very last minute. I just read this book this month, so I don't have a full review yet. That will be coming in the December wrap up episode. So you may be thrown off if you've listened to previous episodes and have heard some of these other titles, but this is a brand new title. I was so surprised that this snuck in to my top three. I loved, loved, loved this book. It was so good. It's adorable. It is so cute. The artwork is probably by far my favorite. It's watercolors, but it also has this cartoony, what I call quote unquote bubble illustrations. It was absolutely gorgeous. It made me think of Disney or Pixar animations, but I loved, loved, loved the artwork. It's some of my favorite artwork that I've seen in any of these graphic novels. And it's about a friendship between a bear and a little girl. It's extremely heartwarming and heartfelt. There was a lot of emotion in it. There's not a lot of text in this graphic novel, and it really focused on the artwork to tell the story, which I absolutely loved. So I will talk more about this in another episode, but I loved it. It was a really quick read. I think I read it in about 20 minutes. It was very touching. And again, this is another one where I borrowed this from my library app, but I absolutely want to buy a physical copy so that I can have this in my collection. All right, here are my top two graphic novels of the year. Coming in at number two is Misfit Mansion by Kay DeVault. So this was another one that I read during the Halloween season. This was my favorite pick of October and my number one graphic novel for the month then. It had everything that I was looking for during that season when I was reading it. I wanted monsters or they're called horrors in this book. It had a harvest festival. There was seasonal food. There was nods to Halloween in the holiday It was extremely seasonal. I absolutely loved it. The illustrations were gorgeous. They were really bright and vibrant. And I know I say that with a lot of graphic novels, but this one really was. It was extremely visually appealing. The story had depth, which was really unexpected. I liked the messaging that it talked about with acceptance and belonging and not judging someone by their outer appearance. It's also a story about forgiveness and second chances, as well as bravery and courage. I also love the found family element. That was the biggest thing, was this found family element with all of the monsters or the horrors. There were just some really good messages about friendship and loving yourself or who you are. So I just, I love the story itself, but I also love the messaging that it gave. And I really enjoyed the characters and would love to see a second graphic novel in this world. Okay, we are down to my favorite number one graphic novel of the year. And that is Salt Magic by Hope Larson and Rebecca Mock. This was by far my favorite graphic novel of the year, which is really surprising because I have not heard anybody, at least book reviewers that I follow, talk about this. And it's a historical fantasy. So I picked this up back in August and my reading theme that month was historical fiction. So I was trying to find some graphic novels that were historical, whatever. It could be fantasy, romance, drama. It didn't matter. I just wanted it to be historical. 
this book set around World War One. It's about a little girl and her brother goes off to fight in the war. And now he has a new woman in his life and he's getting married. She feels like she's losing her brother. But then it turns very fantastical because we have witches and magic going on. I don't want to spoil it if you haven't read it. I highly, highly recommend this one. But I'm so glad that I picked up this gem. The artwork is stunning. Again, I think the artwork for all of these, but this one was beautiful. I loved the look of it. It was captivating. It was compelling. It was so engaging. I also got cozy fantasy vibes from this one. It was very sweet and heartwarming. It reminded me of Studio Ghibli movies. So if you like those kinds of stories, that kind of illustration, those movies, I think you'd really, really love this. It's very magical and enchanting. And I just don't want to say too much more about it because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But it just really, really took me by surprise. I didn't think I would like it as much as I did. But I just couldn't find one that beat it for me this year. So Salt Magic is my number one choice. And I highly recommend all of these graphic novels. They were my favorites. Well, there you have it. Those are my top 10 favorite graphic novels of the year. I highly recommend all of them. If you've never given this book format a chance, try it. Just try it. Just see what it's all about. You're going to be missing out on some amazing stories with some beautiful, stunning artwork if you don't. You may surprise yourself like I did and absolutely fall in love with these types of books, but I definitely recommend trying them. Try one of these on the list. If you've never tried it, try one of my top 10. Try my top three and see what you think. I am really excited to pick up more graphic novels in 2024. I have a short list of ones that I didn't get to this year that I still want to read. I haven't seen anybody talk about what's coming out next year, so I don't know what's coming out. I don't have any highly anticipated, so I guess I'm going to be surprised with everybody else, but I really am excited to check out new authors, new illustrators. Hopefully some of the people that I've already read will come out with some new ones, and I will pick those up as well. I can't wait to see what's going to happen next year. So that's all I have for this episode. Stay tuned for the next couple of episodes, which the next one will be my top 10 worst books of the year. And then I will be sharing my top 10 best books of the year. So those are both going to be coming very soon. Until next time, my story lovers, happy reading and happy new year. Well, that's all I have for this episode. If you missed anything, you can find the companion blog on my website at bookmarksandblankets.com. That's bookmarks, the letter N, blankets.com. If you enjoyed today's discussion, please consider subscribing to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Also, if you feel called to do so, please share this podcast with others who you think may be interested in this type of show. Or if you have a few minutes, I'd love for you to write a quick review. This helps me reach more people, and I would greatly appreciate it. If you would like to support the show even more, you can join my Patreon community at patreon.com slash bookmarks and blankets. Until next time, my friends, please remember to take care of yourself and always stay cozy.